It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. Yeah, well, yeah. today uh, we're going into Lent, uh, uh, Rita. Yes, we are. And in fact, tomorrow we is Ash Wednesday. We are very privileged to have Cardinal Dolan with us. Cardinal Dolan, it is such a blessing to have you here, Your Eminence. Thank you so much for being with us. Rita and John, I'm the one who's grateful. Thank you for the invitation to be with you on uh, Mardi Gras, the eve of Ash Wednesday, the beginning of Lent. You know, uh, it is such a special time. And and Cardinal Dolan, when we've been there, I think some of the most special times, John and I have been there, of course, in St. Patrick's. But this is such an important time, I feel like. Can you explain to all our listeners um, Ash Wednesday, of course, we've got Easter, which is, you know, a month away. But why this is such an important time? And, and Lent yeah. is about family giving up, appreciating those less fortunate. Yeah, way to go, Rita. You gave a good catechesis there. The The importance, of course, is Easter. That's our goal. And the 40 days before Easter, 40 is a sacred number. You remember 40 years, the people of Israel were on the Exodus. 40 days, Jesus was in the desert. So 40 days before Easter is Ash Wednesday. And we say, we got to take this seriously. We want to be ready to be closer to Christ and to rise with him on Easter Sunday from sin and eternal death and selfishness. And the best way to do that is to concentrate these 40 days, especially through enhanced prayer, some self-denial and sacrifice, and you're right, Rita, outreach and love and charity to others. Those are the three ancient Lenten practices. And John, when do you guys, John, when do you guys start uh, uh, Lent? With the, I, I am trying to f- figure that out. It usually uh, comes, uh, what, uh, the week uh, <laughs> after Passover? You're asking me? Should, well, you guys, you guys, of course, whatever your Easter is, it'd be. I think you you guys have a longer Lent. And John, I don't blame you for not quite knowing because, like me, you don't look forward to giving up food and stuff during uh, the forty days of Lent. Especially, especially ice cream. <laughs> See, you and Joe Biden do have something in common, John. You both like ice cream. Yeah, so, your yeah, Eminence, we have so many problems in the world. I mean, what keeps you up at three o'clock in the morning? Uh, what in a bowl of ice cream? No, you're right. We, uh, we, uh, we do have a lot of problems and we we tend, John and Rita, to look for the cause of problems out there. Oh, it might be the city. It might be uh, politicians. It might be the country. It might be the world. It might be Putin. It might be Hamas. Who knows? We all, it's easy to look at evil out there, and indeed we should, and do our best to uh, correct it. Lent is a time of special urgency when we don't so much look out there, we look in here, within ourselves, and we honestly and humbly say, you know what? I'm a sinner. I've hurt God, I've hurt myself, I've hurt other people, I'm a sinner, I commit sins, and I'm adding to the problems of the world because of that. And if this this call to conversion that was so critical to, to the teaching of Jesus, that's what Lent is about, the call to kind of first clean up our insides so that we're better armed and better able to work together to try to clean up some of the mess we see around us. I You're right, John, what keeps me up at night, hey, we got problems in the church, I don't deny that. Uh, there's been scandal, there's been corruption, there's setbacks, we get bad numbers sometimes about, oh, our numbers are diminishing, we got to merge parishes, we have to make painful decisions about some of our schools, that keeps me up. But to, to be honest with you, what keeps me up most are my own weaknesses. I'm thinking, Dolan, 
you know, you ought to work a little harder. You ought to be more patient. You ought to be more charitable. You ought to stop judging people. And those are the things I want to work on during Lent, and the list goes on. You know, um, Your Eminence, also, we heard um, from the Pope, uh, I think it was just a few hours ago, who was saying that he's praying this time, especially for peace in the world. You brought up Ukraine and everything that's happening with Israel. It's such a turbulent time in the world. Um, I, I really do. I, I am praying so much for peace in the world. It's such. How do you how do you reconcile that? What do you tell people out there during such a tough time where there is such angst? Yeah, thanks for quoting Pope Francis. It's good that he's called us to to pray for peace in the world and to work for it. And once again, Rita, he'd be the first to agree. First, we need peace within. We got a struggle going on within. Remember, uh, what are we today? Yesterday was kind of a warm spring-like day. Today we got snow and slush all over the place. We got a battle going on in nature between the dreariness and death of winter and the promise of light and life at springtime at Easter. Well, darn it, that battle goes on within. Uh, The battle between sin and grace, the battle between selfishness and selflessness. uh, And we got to take care of that. We have to, we, sometimes we, we wring our hands and say, boy, I don't know what I can do about peace in the world. We can do something about peace within ourselves. And when we're at peace with ourselves, then, well, I mean, what's the problem? You look at our beloved Israel, Uh, the, the Palestinians hate they, they, the Hamas hates Israel. There's hatred. There's venom. There's vitriol there. We see it in our politics. We see it uh, uh, with, with Putin's uh, attitude toward Ukraine. A lot of vitriol. A lot of a lot of violence and viciousness. Well, I don't know what we can do about that, but pray for their conversion. But we can work hard on peace within, and we all know that. We all admit honestly. Darn it, I got some turmoil within. I got battles going on within. My dark side versus my light side. And I got to do a bit more prayer, a bit more penance, and a bit more charity to make sure that the good guys win within. Understood. Uh, Craig? Craig? Your thoughts? Oh, my thoughts. Craig Eaton. Yes. Hi, Craig. Way to go. I'm glad you're with us. Thank you. Cardinal, how are you? Um, I'm a practicing Catholic. Looking forward to getting my ashes tomorrow. And and the only one thing I wanted to say is I, I go to church every Sunday. And Thank and I wish we I wish that we can get more people and younger people back into church. I'm, I go to Brooklyn every Sunday, and I just wish we can get more people back into church. I do too. I do too. And and of course, that's not self interest. Of course, I want our churches jammed, and a lot of them are. Thanks be to God. The cathedral will see. Can you guys believe it? Forty thousand people will pass through St. Patrick's wow. Cathedral tomorrow to pray, to receive ashes, to remind them of the penance due in Lent. And we got to get our people in, especially our young people. I do see a lot of signs of hope. I'm in the business of hope. And I do see magnificent young people. I was up at St. Martin uh, de Tours in the Bronx on Saturday night, jammed with young families. Uh, it, it's so good to see them. And our young people do have kind of a, a, a thirst for the spiritual. Craig, you hit it on the spot. Sometimes that doesn't translate to active participation within a given church. I wish it would, uh, because it makes spirituality a lot more easy if we got good company in the community of the church. But um, I see signs of hope with the young people, but I'm also a realist, and I know we got a challenge 
oh, we got a challenge here. Not just Catholic kids, but young people throughout the country more and more saying, hey, I'm spiritual. I love God. I want to serve him, but I'm not all that uh, hot to trot when it comes to church. We got to work on that. Well, you know what? You are so welcoming and dynamic, and I wish we can split you, you up and bring you to every county in the city of New York. Yeah, we need to clone well, we, you. We need to clone you. We need, to clone we need, we need about a thousand of you, Carl. <laughs> well, the, the, well, the church is against cloning, but there's enough of me to go around. Do you know that? I got... Uh, no, I, I saw you lost a lot of weight, Devin. <laughs> I did so. Did you, John? Way to go. You're an inspiration. How are Margo and the kids, okay? They're fine. Thank you so much for asking. Because uh, Margo's done so well with her health, and, and the two of you with uh, trimming down. Way to go. A good example. Well, the older we get, the uh, younger we want to be. We want to stay alive. Remember, 100 is the goal. 100 should go. I just turned 74 last week, and I... Uh, <clears throat> but I still I don't get depressed because Pope Francis, Joe Biden, and Donald Trump all still call me kiddo, <laughs> younger than they are. So I'm not I'm not bad. So, <laughs> well, you well, have so much energy. Thank you so much for coming on, and thank, thank you for you your prayers. It's always good to be with you. Blessed Lent to everybody. Okay. Thank God you, bless. and blessings thank to you too. See you in church. Thank Bye-bye. you. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.